This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Oh, what a special episode of Kingdom Pursuits I get to do today. I'm so excited because... You know, when I think of the word passion and, you know, how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom, if you were to know my friend Adam Draper, you, you can't miss that passion. Um, and, and, and so my guest today actually is a very good friend. Um, we'll get into all that because he is not only a, a precept keeper, okay? That's one of his passions is he's a precept keeper. I'll get into why that is. He's a theologist. Some people study theology. <laughs> He's soon to be an author. And also, just to throw all that in there, and you're, you're going to be shocked to know that I didn't do my riddles today on attorneys, but even though he is an attorney, I, you know, I had to really. <laughs> so I, I actually, Adam. Chose not to use a single attorney joke in the entire show. So here we go. <laughs> I'm not offended by attorney jokes. I have a few of my favorites. <laughs> so I went with theologist, right? Oh, so okay. speaking of theology, I don't know if you thought about it. Is this theology the study of people named Theo? <laughs> <laughs> That's a theor- theoretical idea. <laughs> And if you knew Adam, you would know that his nickname at the House of Prayer, where he often volunteers, right? Adam's nickname, Carmen, would you believe, is Trippy. I'm sure. I'm serious. He is. Wow. <laughs> and you're wondering why? Why? Is he, he's a high priest. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> they don't call him the most high or nothing. <laughs> And uh, only Adam knows, only Adam knows the day, what day, excuse me, only Adam knows what time of day Adam was created. Have you ever thought about that? Carmen, have you thought about what time of day Adam was created? I don't know, maybe the morning? The other Adam, your original Adam. Oh. Uh, well, from what I understand, it was a little after Eve. <laughs> oh, 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 mercy. <laughs> It's an anachronism. <laughs> so at the end of that, you know, I'd actually have a Bible riddle that you could call in and win today. So which Bible character other than Adam had no parents? Well, there you go. If you can call and answer that at 866-348-7884, what Bible character other than Adam had no parents? 866-34-TRUTH. And if they can answer that question, Carmen... Tell them what they'll win. They'll win one of our marvelous reads from the Kingdom Pursuits Prize Bowl. There you go. All you got to do is call in and win. But again, one of the reasons that I just love my friend is I've got a few folks like 
this man has a passion for the Word of God that few people I, I've ever known have, and I've known him for years and years and years and years. And so this is a great example, by the way, Adam, I think of how the idea of precepts work. So I've studied the word precepts in Hebrew, and Adam studies Hebrew like I do. And so when you look at that word in Hebrews, it's called pakudim. And your friend and mine, Mendel Kaplan, will tell you all about pakudim. But the idea of pakudim is obviously you got this pakud. Well, a pakud in Hebrew is a meeting, like when the angels came to visit Sarah to tell her she was going to have a baby, mm -hmm. right? That was a pakud. So when you put an I-M on the end or a, a, a yud and a mem on the end of anything, it makes it plural. Well, so you got multiple visits. So when you look at the idea of keeping a precept, it's it's keeping a visit. Not only would that be a visit that you normally have with God like every morning, that's a precept, but also when you have meetings with other believers where you talk about God, that too is you're bringing God to the meeting. So to, to bring that to how I know Adam is that it's really cool for me to think about in and about 1995, 96, 97, thereabouts, there was a Christian businessmen's committee mm. in Winston-Salem. And if you were to go to one of those meetings, who would you be with but Robbie Dilmore, Adam Draper, Stu Epperson, who at the time worked for WSJS, Bill Mixon. Mm. Um, That's right. Fawaz. <laughs> right. Frank Fanick, you call Fawaz. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> and uh, David Parsons. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And at one time, Ted Burton. But anyway, all those, Ted went to be with the Lord. And when you think about the ramifications of that group, right, that, that there wasn't a big group. That was all we were. A lot of good conversations in that group. And sometimes Big Stu would come. But mm. because of what happened in, those, in that group, Truth Broadcasting you know, Stu Epperson, Christian, all those things um, and all these different people in all these different ways grew out of what I can look back and go, this people that had this passion, right? Because how many theological discussions, just deep, deep, deep talks did we have about the Word of God back then? that Hametz thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. And Frank and you kept that precept for years and years and years and years. Yeah. You continue to meet with Frank. I still talk to Frank all, you know, all the time. And so your passion currently that I want to talk about, you know, for people in English is the idea of I am who I am. Mm. It's one of your, you've got lots of passions that I'd love to talk about, but let's <laughs> talk about that one. Yeah, that, uh, that's to me, uh, it is sort of the 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 Bereshit's the beginning, okay, of, of 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 really understanding this. So you know, Moshe Moses is God sending the stuttering erstwhile imbecile uh, into uh, into Egypt, and he knows it. Uh, they kicked me out. <laughs> you're you're sending me back here. These people don't know who I am. I've been out here for you know a generation. You're sending me, who, who, who am I supposed to tell them? What's your name? And the, this is in Exodus chapter three. It says, 
Echei asher echei said, tell them echei. Um, now we translate that into English. I am that I am said, tell them I am. Okay, that, that's nice. It, and, and, and certainly it's, it's, it's okay. But you ask any rabbi and they'll go, Chai! <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't come close to it, right? So if you break it down to literally what it means, it, it means something like, and this will blow your mind, Tell them, well, it, it would it would come down to, I will be what I am becoming, said, tell them, I will be. What? Well, if you think about that for a second, well, he, he can't be becoming anything he's already not, in whom there is no change or shadow of turning. What, well, what are you saying? Right? Once you do that, it kind of changes everything. Once you once you recognize what what God is saying, He He is from everlasting. He always has been. He is now. He always will be. There is no shadow of turning Him. He doesn't change. Oh well, except for the fact that um, Moses changed his mind, Mary changed his mind, and you're going. Oh, okay. So what what is this about? Hmm. Well, what if it's about this entire existence that we have? This entire Olam Chazeh is set aside for having an experience with us in it. It's all reason for its existence. God is infinite. Okay. If in that present we experience Him in that present, then the change and the growth that we have in Him, He's part of that. That's what He's saying. I, I will be what I am becoming in you. Oh, wow. Like, you can see it'll be worth staying too. <laughs> In you. Yeah. Like, wow, this is the advantage of having an Adam Draper on the show. We got a few more guests calling in. So- Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we have our good friend and fellow, I don't you know, just somebody that loves God and loves to study the Word of God. It's just the best way I know to put it. Adam Draper, soon to be author because you got his book that he's working on. But, you know, we were talking about this idea of I am whom I'm becoming. And, you know, we left our heroes talking about I am whom I'm becoming in you which points back to, as we were talking on the break, it's, it's about the relationship. Yeah. It's really, really important that there are two things going on here. God is God. He's omnipotent. He's infinite. There is no shadow of turning in him. He's God. Okay. But we don't always experience that because we can't, we're finite. He's not. All right. So if, if, if we step back for a minute and go, I'm, I'm not diminishing God, God's God. I, I, I am recognizing that I'm necessarily fi- finite and he made me have a relationship with me. So it was one of the 
sages talked about what if 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 you took a, a great a great sage and you put him in a sandbox with a with a toddler he's not going to end up talking about the you know the the many aspects of of torah okay no he's he's, he's going to be playing playing in the sandbox so it, god does that with us there is a relationship <laughs> right yeah 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 all right so that relationship is becoming what it's becoming but what we're doing is experiencing God becoming in whom can't become anything. It's, it's a, it's, it's wheels within wheels. It's like, Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, you made me to have an experience with me. And in the middle of that love that I threw that away in the garden. Okay. I just went, you know, I want to know this for myself. And it took until you came and did it for me to restore that. You did it. You did all of it just because you love me. Just because that's why you made everything. And speaking of love, we've got Andy Bowersox, who uh, you may know is with Energize Ministry. He's calling in. And Andy, um, you've got some really, you've got a cool God story to share. Andy, if you know, their, their ministry is to pastors throughout the country. And, and uh, that's exactly what you're doing right this minute, right, Andy? Uh, you got it, Robbie. We always have stories to share. I don't know much about the sandbox part of it, but I, was, I, would, I wish I would have called it a little sooner. I would like to hear the rest of that story. But, uh, yeah, so I, I actually am uh, on my way to Kentucky. You know, we, we talked the other day, Robbie, about after the tornadoes had come through, our ministry serves pastors and, and uh, even some smaller churches and when, when we, we serve in all kinds of capacities, but when there's disaster areas, we specifically look for opportunities to help uh, pastors in some of the smaller churches that have been impacted. And uh, so we made an exploratory trip to Kentucky a few weeks ago, right after the tornadoes happened. Um, ran into a, a guy, Pastor Brad, from Redemption City Church that is basically a and I, I, hate, I hate to interrupt you, but... It would be so helpful, I know, for the listeners to hear the story the way I heard. If we could back up to okay. the point where sure. I felt God putting on my heart, I need to go to Kentucky. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, I, so I, don't know, I was trying to make it quick. I don't know how much time I got here. But, um, yeah, so basically, you know, Rob, you know, we, we do as a ministry, we provide encouragement, refreshment, and recreational experiences for pastors and their families. And as I just mentioned, in, in disaster times, we, we look for opportunities to help out, to be an encouragement by restoration and maybe even some rebuilding. And right after the, the tornadoes happened, which was right before Christmas, I remember just being in church, and, uh, and I was watching a couple slides of, of the damage out there, and I just felt the Lord doing what He does, tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, you need to go, there's, there's pastors that need help. And so I actually left a little early. I mean, not the best thing to do, but I thought I'm going to start planning on on seeing where we're going to go. I didn't really know what part of Kentucky this was in, <clears throat> and so we we put the word out. We got a group of volunteers. We headed out there about five days after that. And honestly, for the for the first couple of days that we were there. I didn't feel like it was like we were working, we were helping, and, and believe me, the needs are enormous there. So it was it was good work that we were doing, but it wasn't what I felt like the Lord was like had for us. And so at the end of the, the second day, I guess, uh, somebody called and said, hey, there's a pastor up here in Dawson 
Springs that really needs some help. So that sort of lit my fire. I'm like, hey, let's go. So we piled everybody back in the bus. We went up there, and this, this Pastor Brad that I mentioned, he's he's at a, a church slash ministry. They they do more than Sunday services there uh, to serve the community. But he's right downtown at Ground Zero. The tornado had ripped literally half of the roof off of their building. And uh, so with, within 10 seconds of meeting this guy, I, I just could sense the Spirit of the Lord coming through him. I knew that this was the guy that God had for us to, to minister to, to help, to encourage. And, and I wanted to fix this, this church for him. And, and we weren't prepared at that point uh, to, to re-roof his church. But we did patch it up. We put some some tarps and some tar and stuff around this thing to get it watertight. And, uh, and on the way back, I just could not shake this spirit, this, this sensation that, you know, we could have done a lot better job for this guy. And I really just felt like we should re-roof the whole building for him. Uh, there, You can tell that they're a place that just struggles throughout the year, and so this has really put a hurting on him. And so anyway, I texted him that day, and I said, Brad, I'm not happy with the job that we did. I think we can do better. In fact, I want to just bring some professional guys down that can redo this whole entire roof for you. And so, Lord willing, uh, you know, I said, I'm on the way there now. Starting Monday morning, we are, we're going to pray for some good weather. We're going to pray for some finances to come in to help cover this project. But uh, we're going to do it. And so, Andy, I, I am just obviously always blown away by how God talks to you. I mean, it's just so cool. It's beyond cool. <laughs> but also, I'm curious, like, man, okay, I got to put a better roof on this guy. Like, uh, how did you find better roofers to go do that? You know, it's it's pretty crazy. I called the All right. Actually, oh, this is Robbie. This is great, actually. This is, I totally forgot this part. So I was riding down the road. And I was trying to figure out, who can I call? Who can I help? And I had somebody in mind, and I was on the phone with a friend. And I, I'm talking to this friend, and they're like, what did you just say? Did you say Troy? I said, no, I didn't say Troy. But Troy is the guy that's going to do this. And when they <laughs> said that, I'm like, he's the perfect guy to call. He's an expert at this kind of thing. This is the guy. And so I, I said, I got to call you back. So I called Troy right that minute. I said, hey, I don't know what your schedule looks like. I know you're busy. Troy, Troy lives up near Philadelphia, runs a, a, a construction business that does this kind of work. And I was telling him the story, and he said, well, my knee-jerk reaction is, let's just go down and put a whole new roof on the place. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. So honestly, Robbie, I don't. It's like everything else. I don't know how we're going to pay for it all. I don't know. We we got a little bit of contributions for some rubber and some tar and things, but uh, you know, it's it's probably the biggest uh, disaster relief job that that we've committed to, and uh, you know, we're about to be knee deep in it. So uh, I'm going to do what I always do: ask your listeners, anybody out there, to pray that the Lord provides what we need. Well, let's and, just, uh, let's just, I've got like the prayer warrior right in front of me, the Adam Draper. And perfect. why don't the three of us right now, just as, as well as all those listening, right? We all just get in agreement right now, Adam. And, and Jesus, thank you for Andy's heart to serve you and, and for this church, Lord. We pray that you would, um, that you would make it happen, that you would provide the funds, that you would provide the materials and the continued manpower to, 
to just meet this need there in Kentucky, Lord, for this for Pastor Brad. And and, and I pray that you'd even put it on the hearts of folks now to go to energizeministries.com and and I'm sure there's a place there where they can take part in it. But Lord, I just know that you're gonna meet this need. I thank you for these dear brothers, dear, dear brothers, and, and for a chance to help and take part in your kingdom right this very minute. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And we make the sun stand still again. Also, we, we got to pray for the for the weather to hold up for this project. But I, I'm confident, Robbie. Like you know, you know full well. For 12 years, we have been in, in all of our errors, uh, trying our best to do exactly what the Lord asked us to do, whether or not we it makes sense to us. He's been crazy, eternally faithful, as we all know. And, uh, you know, in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of all the things we get wrong, I mean, it, it is the great adventure. I absolutely love being out doing these kind of things and, and seeing him do miracles. I mean, he, he's done it for eternity, and, and we, we live it. Like, I told somebody the other day, Robbie, our, our life is like, you remember the old Frogger game, you know, where you'd have to hop from one lily pad to the other without getting crushed on something? Well, I literally feel like our entire ministry is like that game. We hop from one miracle pad to another, thinking that we're going to get crushed at every spot in between. But for 12 years, we've been hopping from one miracle to another, and it's exciting. I love it. It's a privilege. I always love talking to you, and uh, we, we should definitely do it more often. Thank you, my brother. God, I'm so excited about what you're doing, and, and we will be continuing to pray. Again, it's Energize with a Z. Energize ministries and uh, energizedministry.com they got a place on facebook and and thank you once again andy for calling in and sharing i'm so glad i called you yesterday <laughs> yeah I, I think there's some pictures of pastor brad's church on there it's called redemption city keep praying for those guys i mean even after we leave they got a long a long road ahead of them but uh look we're excited to do it i'm excited to continue to build a relationship with him and we'll talk soon all right buddy god bless god bless So we're going to be back with more with my good friend Adam Draper in that conversation. We're all going to be in the sandbox with (laughs) God. And we got Mariana with the uh, Man's Beauty Bar. Oh, my good. No, May's Beauty Bar is what it says. I just can't read because I'm getting old. She's (laughs) going to be back with us when we come back. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we get to hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we're so blessed to have with us my good friend Adam Draper. If you just heard, Andy Bowersox is is there in Kentucky. And actually, you know, as it turns out, Adam had some relatives in the same county. Well, it's in Muhlenberg County, next <clears throat> next there, next to it. So, but as promised, we have Mariana who is with May's Beauty Bar. It's not the Men's Beauty Bar. I was wondering about this Men's Beauty Bar. <laughs> so, Mariana, welcome to Kingdom Pursuits. How are you? Great. How are you? I am excited to hear about May's, and it's not Men's Beauty Bar, but May's Beauty Bar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, May kind of comes from my um, name's Marianne, and my brother had a really difficult time saying Marianne growing up, so he would call me May May, and so may kind of stuck and a lot of people still call me that today so that's kind of where the name comes from and so tell us about your new business you just opened right 
Yes. So um, I've been in business uh, since 2014 from the bridal side. So I have a team of seven girls, and um, we travel to wedding venues, and we do um, airbrush makeup, and we do updos. And um, when the pandemic hit, I just had this real passion to um, expand my business and put a beauty bar here in the community of Kernersville and um, just have a place where we can love on people and have women come and get other services done. We do microblading and lash extensions, hair extensions, color, men's cuts. We do about everything here. So, Wow. And where is it in Kernersville? Yeah, it's off um, Pineview Drive. So it's at 121 Pineview. And Pineview Drive is the road that actually connects Main Street and 66. So um, it's that little cut through street uh, most of us have traveled on if you live in Kernersville. So I feel totally ignorant, Adam, I do, because I never heard of microblading. <laughs> <So microblading. laughs> it sounds like something you might do on skates. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> microblading is something that is it's a newer thing that has come about in the last five years or so. But essentially, um, Bethany, who's our microblade specialist, what she does is it's, um, you have to have a tattoo permit to do it, but it's a permanent solution to filling in your eyebrows, but it's very natural. So that way women don't have to fill their eyebrows in every day. So it lasts about five years and you don't have to put any makeup on your eyebrows. There you go. There you go, Adam. We have a, have a solution for you. Now. Wow, that's cool. Well, you know, and so what a neat thing. Yeah, I love the way you put that, that, that you're loving on these on these women because women love to be pampered like that don't they yeah definitely definitely and i think it's special to be able to you know a lot of times we get to be there on the you know one of the most important days of their life when they get married and then to walk with them through the rest of life and like see how they're doing after getting married and you know going through different seasons of life having children and all sorts of things it's a real blessing to get to keep those relationships with people that is absolutely beautiful again it's may's Beauty Bar. It's on yeah. 121 Pineview Drive in Kernersville. And how neat, you know, from my perspective, to take that expertise of, of really making somebody up for their wedding, to use that like just on any day, you could look like you just got married, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And for everyday services, we, we've got those too. And today we're doing like a, um, a big event. We wanted to kind of support some of these local businesses that you know maybe struggled during the pandemic and so we have a lot of vendors out here today we have like clothing boutiques we have um do you earrings boutique um they're in downtown winston they've come out today and um, we've got hot dogs and kernsville bakery and um, wow. company and all sorts of stuff so uh definitely come on out and get some good food and do some shopping today's the day today's, today's the, day. the day hot dog yeah. and all that stuff and so Adam, you may know that in Genesis, I'm sure you do know, you know, one of the very first things that God told man, or, or it talks about man, was that he made him male and female. He didn't make generic people. He made them very specifically male and female. And, and it's interesting to me, very interesting to me, that part of the feminine, you know, deal is that they have a beauty for which Satan loves to attack, but their beauty is very, very, very important to their identity, right? right? You know, it's just, you know, that's why all these things really, really matter. So I love that you're right there in the heart of that, uh, Mariana, and, 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 and helping p 
people with that because this this is really vitally important to their identity, isn't it? It is. And, you know, also like Scripture talks about in Psalm 139, it talks about that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think it's just such a lovely thing to be able to remind women of that every day um, when they come in there that, you know, everybody has some form of beauty that God's created in them. We just help them accentuate it and remind them of that. So That's awesome. That is so awesome. Again, May's Beauty Bar, 121 Pine View Drive in Kernersville, and they got the big grand opening going on right now. And so make your way. Thank you so much for calling in, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you'll have a blessed day. Thank you. We will. We will. Thank you. How fun is that, Adam? My daughter would love that. You know, she's a makeup artist in Nashville. She just, she she would love that. I have to introduce them to each other. And so the other thing we get to talk about now, because one of your favorite, favorite subjects that a lot of people probably haven't heard the word, but they're probably familiar with the concept of biddle which you pronounce much better than I do. I, I, I don't know. By the time I end up hearing Mendel Kaplan, I don't know how anything pronounces anymore. You look up on Strong's and you listen to how it's pronounced, and then like he takes bitachon and, 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 and it turns into bitachon. I guess it's some verb form. I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I right. just listen. But the idea is... <clears throat> Behind uh, bitl? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it... It it comes down to if 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 you think about humility, uh, in in the word, if you go and look up in in Strong's and for for people that don't know what Strong's is, it's a concordance. You can go look up every word that appears in 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 the scripture, and you look it up and see all the verses as it's used in. Okay, so uh, for humility, um. Uh, it's not used that that often. If you go and study it, it ends up coming down to something like lowliness. Okay, and and like Jesus saying, "Take my yoke upon you, for I'm I'm meek and lowly." Right. You know, um, it it is selflessness. Okay, so this um, bittle is a is a kind of rabbinical idea, rabbinical word. That isn't used that much in, in, in Scripture. It's actually a description of what is used in, in, in Scripture. Um, and I don't want to go too deeply in that, but the idea behind it is that self, it's, it's sort of like self-abnegation. Whatever it is that I want, oh, that's really all that's important. Okay, well, unless it's what I want, is what I long for, is to, is to get past this gulf. This between me and Hashem and the name of God. Okay, that, that there's this gulf between us, and I don't like that. So my, and in fact, I'm bitter over it. And so what I want is is to connect with you at all and, times. Which, by the way, if you go to the Dalit section, the 119th Psalm, the very first verse of the Dalit section, which is that idea, is my soul cleaves unto the dust, oh, right? Quicken thou me according to thy word. Yeah, it, right. It, it's, it's that's that's the vekas. Right. This cleaving, this, and, and you, you, you can't, you can't have a bit of chon without the vacas. Okay, which and, is why the Dalits nurse it, right? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and, and and I don't really need to get too much in the weeds. Is just to go. No, it isn't. It isn't the point of the. It isn't the word. It, it is all in the word, but it, 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 you can step back and see the forest for the trees. It's this. My heart 
my, I long for you as in a dry and thirsty land. It is so this, this bittle comes back to this, all of them come back to this idea, I'm separated from you. I don't want to be separated from you. So for us as Christians, it is, wow, Jesus fixed that. I get to rejoice. I get to be one in you. And the Holy Spirit gets to come and make me one with you. Wow. So yeah. bittle is, yeah. I get, I'm going to get out of my oh, own way. We're going to get some more fiddle you. here in a minute when we come back, so stay tuned. You can see why I love this guy. All right, we'll be right back. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. Remember the promise in Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good. Every circumstance in our life, including that test you're going through right now, is working together for good. What is the good thing he's working it together for? Verse 29, the next verse says, for whom God foreknew, he predestined to become conform to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. What God is doing in you right now through this trial is making you more like his son. Have you discovered it's through the difficult times that our character is sharpened and refined, not through the easy times? That's what God is doing. He's shaping you into the image of his son. Dr. Robert Jeffress has heard Monday through Friday on your station. To learn more, go to ptv.org. I'm fortunate that I have a body that works. I am fortunate that my husband finds me attractive. Alexandra Kirkendall on today's Focus on the Family Minute, describing why she focuses on staying healthy. Part of middle age is I'm getting serious about God has purposes for me. And if I take care of my physical self, I am better able to do his purposes in the world. And I think of all the ways I use my body to impact the world. I hug my children, I wave to people, I walk across the room so that I can sit at my computer and use my fingers and my brain to write words of encouragement to people. So my body is a tool that God has given me. And that perspective shift of saying, okay, Lord, this is yours. Mm. That was huge for me because no longer was it about fitting in the size two jeans. It was about how can I better serve you through my physical health. You'll hear more from Alex today at familyminute.org. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And I've got one of my more passionate friends about the Word of God and and, and somebody that, I, you know, I, I just feel so blessed out of my socks to have people around that, that have such a relationship with God and a relationship with the Word. And so I know we're going to skip around a little bit because there are just so many fun topics that I get to talk to Adam about. So one of my fun topics, we were, you know, during the break, believe me, we were going on and on. <laughs> <laughs> Which we always do, right? We do, we do. Our wives, man, when we we get together, this this isn't pretty. Because <laughs> this could go for hours. We can start on the phone, man, and two hours later, we're like, oh, I, we both got to go do something else. But it's it's easy for us because we have this love for this. But anyway, um, one of the neat things, neat, 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 neat things you shared with me years ago that I I often come back to is the cry of Elijah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the wow, right? Yeah. Because that, that, well, that's the gulf. 
that's 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 this bitterness of the separation right so, so uh, what i would what the lord told me about that and what is in this book that i'm that i'm finishing now is this like this is this is this is a key um the book that he's writing and finishing not the one he's reading but go ahead yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm writing i'm i'm finishing it i've been been writing it for a while uh so if you think about um elijah in the cave uh, he has called fire out of the sky okay uh, which consumed all of baal's uh, right priest, yeah. right then and then somehow the god turned him into the the bionic man and he outran the chariots all right so it's 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 uh, all these things that elijah saw but as soon as he hears you know jezebel's coming for you (laughs) (laughs) and he bolts out into the wilderness and says you know i'm done right and then he he's so he's in a cave right and god shows up right and it says and then the the fire came god was not in the fire (laughs) he he was in the still small voice and what did he say to elijah I, I, what am I doing? I, I'm the last prophet. This is what happens to all your prophets. They all get killed. I'm the last <laughs> one. This is what happens to people that serve you, right? I, I get, I'm the last one. They all come in to kill all of me. Now, come out of there. You're not the last one. You don't know everything. What are you, Job now? <laughs> okay. And, and, and it, is so, it, it is so cool that, however, that that was his... What it comes down to is that cry of his heart is what they call Akhmat Nefesh. And it is the feeling of betrayal that comes from somebody when you didn't deserve it. And in this case, it would be God. You're, I'm following you. I'm doing everything you told me to do. What? What? Why, why, why is everyone dead? Why am I? Why are they coming to kill me? Where are you? And God goes, you don't know everything, okay? But the cool thing about about that, about Agmat Nefesh, about this 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 connection with him, is what the Lord showed me. This is the coolest thing. This is this is so cool, Robbie. I mm, I love this. That God saw that as the quintessence, as the cry of the human heart that gave the oomph behind what David had already written when he wrote. When he wrote uh, Eli Eli Yami Sabakhtani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Okay, and then when Jesus uttered that, okay, that became a type and shadow of our experience, our crying out to Him, "Where are you? I feel betrayed." It broke His heart. He sent His own Son to fix it, so that when His Son said that on the cross, they thought He was calling on Elijah. Think about it. Wow. Wow. Mm. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> well, and you, and you know, if we're really honest, and it's not, you know, I, oh, that sounds like blasphemy to me. You know, like, I don't really feel that way. Oh, yeah, I do. At times. Mm. At times. But we got to be honest. We got to be real with God. This is where I am. Right. Okay. And I heard Mendel Kaplan said this. I just love it. He said, if we could be ourselves with God, God could be our, himself with us. Mm-mm. It's a whole point of, of C.S. Lewis's book, Till We Have Faces. It's a novel, okay? And it's a retelling of Psyche, the story of Psyche. But, I mean, basically the idea is, yeah, yeah, you can see him when you let him see you. 
And, and, and the point is, is it's not Chilul Hashem. Okay. Chilul Hashem is essentially taking the name of the Lord in vain. You're not just saying that word. No, taking the name of the Lord in vain is you are questioning his integrity. You're questioning his nature. His name, Hashem, is just mean the name. So his name's got at least 71 essential names, right? According to the right. scribes, right? He's just always describing himself. I'm the God that heals you. No, no, that's not a good translation. I'm what healing is, is what he says. Okay. Follow me. I'm, I'm, I'm he who, I'm what more than enoughness is, El Shaddai. Okay. But, but. If that is the case, then what you do is in the center of your being, don't question that. That's Kedush Hashem. Make sacred his nature. Oh, wow. Okay? His nature is sacred in you, and I don't give up on that. So that I don't give in to Agmat Nefesh, and he fixes it. So Jesus is the fixing. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, we can wait on Adam's book. It will be coming out, and we'll have him back for that. We're so grateful that you joined us today. Nobody called in. It was actually Joshua. He was son of none. Okay, that's why he didn't have any parents. <laughs> I'm shocked. Wow. Somebody to get that. But anyway, we're thankful for that you're listening today, and we'll get ready for encouraging prayer coming up with James Banks. This is the Truth Network.